Hola, Hola chicas. chicas. Bienvenidas a la charla. I'm Isela, a wife, teacher, entrepreneur, and new mommy to my sweet baby boy, Logan Jace. I'm Lily. I'm a teacher, daughter, and engaged to a wonderful man. Somos dos Latinas from Texas, loving life and living it up. Acompáñanos as we chat all things mujer. Makeup, libros, food, familia, and just bringing you into our everyday lives. So grab your cafecito and let's chat. So after all this time, we've decided <laughs> that we're back. We might be back. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> we we're, we're back. We take a break. We're back. We we're take back a break. break. We say we're going to be back, but then we take a break. <laughs> but you know what? That's what's good about it being our podcast. We do lo que los da la fregada gana, you right. know? We, we're out here like the Bad Bunny uh, album. <laughs> Yo hago lo que se me da la gana. That's right. That's us too. That's us. So anyway, hey guys. Hello. Oh my gosh, Lily. What are we doing? I feel like we're still in the dark hole. Okay. We're still in the abyss. Are. And I'm like, y'all need to quit telling me that this is my new life. <laughs> this is not, like, this is not my new normal. It can't be. Oh my gosh. I can't, I can't. Look, everything else aside, I'm just going to jump into it, guys. We're just going to get in it. We're just going to dig in. All up in it. Okay. Other than, it's not about being able to do the fun stuff. Yeah, that, of course, we want to travel. We want to go visit our friends. We want to be with our loved ones. We want to do things in grande, go to concerts, do whatever we mm -hmm. want. We want to be able to do that. Of course, not wearing a mask, but other above all that, girl. Oh, my gosh. Teaching in person with a mask on all day. Mm. Oh, Lord Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I cannot I'm like well then you know what let's just go straight virtual so I can be in my classroom without a mask teaching the kids online yes because, oh my goodness like every day have you seen that meme that's circulating that says do you angrily rip off your mask like the surgery went wrong in Grey's Anatomy yes <laughs> that's me as soon as I get to my car I'm like oh my gosh like I'm I can up to all the medical workers yes, that are used to it and just that are used oh. to And just because, how, what, what's your secret? Like, how do y'all make it like less? I don't know. I can't even think of the word. You know less, what ugh. I think it is? You know what I think it is? And I honestly feel that it's this petty distinction. The fact that we are talking, pero así como exageradamente all day, como maestras, talking and talking and yeah. lecturing and teaching, and they are silent and focused for the most part. Maybe. Unless there's like a code red. <laughs> I have no idea what a code red is, but I've seen Grey's Anatomy. You know, if there's a code red, they're yelling it's at bad. each other. And okay. Yeah, it's bad. But I honestly feel like maybe that's what it is when they do have them on. I mean, before COVID, they would wear them for procedures, you know, or if yeah. there was like a, a unit in the hospital that had something going on, they would put it on. But other than that, they didn't have them on, you know. So, and I'm mm -hmm. thinking during a procedure, they're usually focused. I mean, come on. You're working on That's a human. True. <laughs> so, they're probably and just silenced, you know, but I don't know. That's just my whole distinction. And there's no no humidity going on. Girl. Not, I mean, like, one of my coworkers, she gave me, uh, she gifted me one of those face brackets to go underneath my mask. Oh, the plastic, plastic the ones? The plastic ones, mm -hmm. which I love. I love. I love it. If I was to I lose it, to I would probably... It. I would probably cry. It makes your voice sound a lot more clear when you're speaking. How does it feel mask... on your skin? 
Um, Did you have to get used to it or was it okay? You kind of, you kind of get used to it. I mean, like it just, you know, you have something on there. You kind of get used to it. Like when you get hot, it gets sweaty. So it gets a little damp. Mm Mm-hmm. So, but other than that, you know, I love it. I'm going to have to order some because um, I know they're on Amazon. And yeah. I've seen a few people at my at work um, wearing them and they they said that they're pretty good, that they like them, that they, it really keeps the yeah. fabric off their face. And that's mm-hmm. what I love. Um, yeah, because like during I love the time, big masks. I don't like the ones that are flat. I like the ones that are picudas in the front. Yeah. They kind of have that seam because I'm just like, I know I look like a damn crow, but I don't care because <laughs> I have all the space up in here. <laughs> no, yeah. Like I got this thing where like apparently my my skin decided to be super extra sensitive during this pandemic. Mm-hmm. And so the face mask, since I was speaking all the time and I wasn't used to wearing it where I'm speaking the whole time, uh-huh. well, I started getting cold sores on my lips, uh, oh, like man. fever blisters. Uh-huh. It got so bad to the point where I thought my lip was going to burst on how many like I had. Uh, oh, my God. And so the <laughs> that bracket was like a lifesaver. After that, mm-hmm. like I haven't had any other breakouts or anything. Thank God, because it was bad. Yeah. In the beginning, I had a few, like, blemishes, but what I've been having more than anything is, like, chapped skin. Like, it just feels insanely dry. Like, if I yeah. smile, I'm going to crack that bad. But, um, and then my lips feel dry, and I noticed that with Logan, too, because Logan's been back uh, face-to-face in school since mid-September. No, no, no. Yeah. No, end of September. And um, he comes home, pobrecito, and his lips are super flaky. Aww. So I have to put a whole bunch of, like, lip balm on there just so that, you know, he can get some relief. But, yeah, that's the only thing that sucks. I don't want this to be my new life, guys. Oh, my goodness. No. This is insane. Like, it's crazy. So, anyway, welcome back. We just, welcome. like, dove in. <laughs> so, of course, we're going to catch up uh, with this episode and just tell you guys what we've been going through, what we've been doing, what we've been planning. And then we have a new segment we want to introduce towards the end of the episode. So, we'll um, talk about that a little bit later. So, how's it been? You're in your new house. I'm in my new house. It's still under remodeling, I yeah. guess we could say. Like, we still don't have a full functioning kitchen. Our restroom, pretty much, we just got to update some things on there. But, mm-hmm. I mean, like, we're moved in, pretty oh much. Oh, my Woo-hoo. goodness. Oh, that's so fun. Are you going to be decorating for Christmas? Uh, Yes, not fully, just because Ulysses is still working on the house. Yeah. But I'm excited because we're getting our Christmas tree next week. Oh, my God. Girl, oh, my goodness. I'm on that same page. I told my husband, I said, next week. We're taking all the fall stuff down and we're going to go get our Christmas tree and we have to get our Christmas stuff up because it has been a yes. year. We have been through it. We have got to get the Christmas spirit up in here and just like, I want to like, enjoy. I need some joy. I need an extended Christmas. That's what I yes. need. And I know people are already like, no, pero es muy temprano. I'm like, I don't care. This is 2020. Okay. okay so Christmas like- is coming early. Like Real Thanksgiving early. and Christmas, they just they just one holiday they just, they for me. Do, just smash those two together. It's gonna they, be all good. It's gonna be fine. Not only that, but you know what? At the end of Christmas every year, I always feel like I didn't have enough Christmas. Yes, I always feel like that. Like it flies like, yeah, by yes. too quick. And you take all this time putting up all the decorations. There's so many things you want to do that you feel like you don't have enough time to do, and it's just. For me, it's all about watching the right movies, like all my favorite movies, yes. and doing all the cozy things around the house, and you know stuff like that, and even driving around to see lights. That is like 
the thing for me. So mm-hmm. I need to be able to do all of that without feeling rushed. So bring it. Christmas. We're here for it. 2020 mm-hmm. needs double Christmas. So I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it too, girl. And I'm sorry if you're not to each their own. <laughs> right? <laughs> we need to sprinkle a little joy in their lives. <laughs> Take some damn crushed up candy canes and throw it okay. at them. <laughs> We're going to turn into Buddy. Girl, right? Um, I still haven't done that for Logan. The uh, Not Buddy from Buddy the Elf, but the elf on the shelf. Uh-huh. Le tengo miedo al mono. He creeps me out. There's teachers who do it. I have some teachers at our school that are, girl, they are dedicated. They're removing that little guy uh-huh. around, doing all the fun things. And I'm just like, I can't. He creeps you know, me out. I, I did it with my first graders, and they loved it. Like, they with legit With the kid, thought, yeah, with little ones. But now I'm fifth grade, and I'm just like, man, but they look at me like, get that no, mono out of here. Oh. No, like, they they like it. I did it one year with my fifth graders, and they, like, loved it. Like, really? they really thought, too, like, because they watch all the scary movies, so they think that the monos really move. <laughs> and so I was like, I didn't move them. You touched them? I didn't touch them. And oh so, but gosh. they loved, they loved having an elf on the shelf, but this year there's no elf on the shelf. He's in no. quarantine. He's, <laughs> he's going to show up with a mask. <laughs> you know, we can't visit each other. So no puede. <laughs> right. But I, I do put them on my Christmas shelf, on my Christmas shelf, on my Christmas tree uh-huh. at my parents. Yeah. We have two elves on the shelves there. Oh. We have one that, um, it's our first trans elf. And I say it's trans elf because when What's I first one? got my little elf, it was a little boy. But my dogs decided to get to the Amazon box before I did. And they chewed him up. And so <laughs> they chew up like the butt and the head. And so no tenía ni gorrita ni nada. So I went and bought it a little skirt and turned it into a little girl. <laughs> so I always oh say. Gosh, little trans elf. That's cute. Little trans elf. So we always say we're very progressive in my parents' household because we had our first little trans elf on the show. That's cute. I like that. And they were all for it. So I was like, get it, parents. Get it. (laughs) Here's your little progressiveness. Verdad? Yes. Um, And in a Latino household, that's a lot. That is a lot. That's a a big step, girl. That Mm -hmm. is a big step. Oh, my goodness. I'm just ready. I'm ready for a break. I'm, in, I'm yes. ready for a Thanksgiving break. I cannot believe that in two weeks we will be on Thanksgiving break. Ten days. Ten school days. Isn't that but... insane, though? Like, it's going by so fast. I feel like the past three months as a teacher has been a dambler. Yes. And, yeah, in two weeks, guys, it's going to be mm-mm, it's gonna be all festive. I'm already starting next week. I don't care. But it's going to be real festive. Okay. And... Fight me. Fight me. <laughs> You're like double Christmas changed my mind. <laughs> okay, I still gonna celebrate Thanksgiving. Apenita se pasó Halloween. That's like I still can't believe that Halloween has come and gone. Like that was fast. That was really fast. Like oh like, my gosh, no, it's insane. And it's you know what it is. I think what made it even go even faster is it took me long to make my piñata costume. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> Guys, if you didn't know, if you well, you know what? I didn't post it on our Instagram page. No. I'm gonna have to post it. I was a piñata, a full blown piñata for Halloween, and Guys. it was epic. <laughs> it was pretty epic. Now, if you could have thrown like <laughs> if someone like would have like t- lightly tapped you and you threw like dulces, Look, that would have been hilarious. <laughs> 
I wanted to so bad. Pero por el pinche rona, I didn't do it. I wanted to go, because I wore it to school. We, we were able to wear costumes and stuff that Friday before. And I wanted to go around just throwing candy at everybody. But I was like, hell no, all these kids are going to be all up, like no social distancing or no. none of that. <laughs> By the way, I'm going to tell you right now, I cannot wait for social distancing to be gone from my vocabulary. I'm okay. S- I cannot, I cannot wait. I'm not going to miss anything about this year. There's maybe two things that I'll miss from this year. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm grateful. I'm grateful for everything. I'm grateful that we still have our loved ones. I'm grateful that we get to go to work mm-hmm. every day and everything. But dang, we have been through it this year. And it's just, oh It's been rough. Goodness. It's just been rough. It's been too, it's been crazy, girl. So yeah. in the midst of everything going on, you know, all the craziness, you know, my husband's like, well, this, this, uh, summer, my dog that we had for 15 years, he wandered out of the yard and he was so, ya estaba bien viejito, flaquito. Mm-hmm. He could not see. He would walk into the walls. He couldn't hear anymore. Like we'd have to whistle really, really loud, like a high pitch whistle. That's all he could hear. He couldn't hear anything anymore. Like he was old and senile to the next level. He couldn't mm-hmm. hold his, his uh, you know, bowel movements or anything. So anyway, um, we let him out one morning to roam around in the backyard. We just let him roam around. And normally, he would just lay down by wherever there was sun and just kind of bask in the sun, even if it was hot, girl. He wanted to be in the sun. I'd be like, boo-boo, there's shade and water over here. And he'd just <laughs> roam on out to the sun. He loved it. So anyway, um, one morning, unfortunately, he roamed out and we couldn't find him. So we uh, called like the uh, se llama? the animal control. Animal control. We uh, put a post out on a Facebook page for our neighborhood. Everything, and we never found him. So Aww. my mom still says she's like he he probably went somewhere to pass away, because that's like a common thing with dogs. They know that that's something's gonna happen to them, and they usually like just kind of leave and find a a place of peace. Mm-hmm. Um. So we, I mean, we even combed the area behind us is heavily wooded and we combed that whole area and we didn't find him. So, um, we told our son that he went on a vacation for the rest of his life and that, uh, he wasn't going to be here with us anymore because it was time for him to go on vacation. And he's, he was sad. It took him probably about two or three weeks to not mention it because every day he was asking mom, when is uh, Louie coming home? Mom, I miss Louie. Why didn't he take us on vacation? Aww. Like, it was like this almost every day for three weeks. So, um, so then, you know, that happened this summer. And then, like, in September, uh, mi esposo se le mete la idea de, are you think Logan's ready for his first dog? And I'm like, uh, <laughs> um, that's kind of quick, but I don't, I guess, I don't know. And we've been wanting to get Logan his first dog and everything. So we had been like researching different types of dogs and stuff and we wanted some a dog that could be friendly that was going to be a protector but a good like like a friend to him you know uh-huh. and a dog that was going to be able to rough house because my little schnauzer ya sabe Shelby ella está viejita too she's about 11 or 12 and Logan loves to like try to rough house with her and she's like get off me she just wants to be on the couch kicking <laughs> it she's not trying to play but um so, you know, we got him his, his pup, and we have Ben. That's who we got. We named him Ben because uh, the captain of the Dallas Stars 
hockey uh, captain or whatever, that's our favorite player, and that's what we named him. We named him Ben. Girl, he is crazy. So I told my husband, I said, we're going through all this. It's 2020, and then you bring this crazy dog up in this house. Sounds about right. <laughs> because we didn't have enough chaos in our lives. But um, he's really, really fun, and he's, girl, híjole, he keeps Logan on his toes. He really does. I bet. He does. He is full-blown, crazy, just crazy puppy, and he's going to be big when he grows up. He's like a, a large breed dog, so he's already, he looks like he's about six or eight months, but he's only three months old. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny because I feel like he brought new life to Shelby because they'll go outside and Shelby will run real fast, like playing chase with him in the yard. And I feel like she's, Aww. and she wants to go on walks and everything. So I'm like, oh, you gave her some life. Because before she was just like, I just wanted a nap all day. Like real mellow, mm-hmm. no me molesten. Yeah, ahora no, girl. The moment she sees the leash, she's at the door like, I want to go too. You know, and it's it's cool. It's fun. Aww. But yeah, girl, we got a crazy dog. And y tú, ¿vas a tener pets o qué? No, no pets yet. <laughs> she's like, give me some time to not have any responsibility. Well, <laughs> hold on. Let, let me, let me, uh... <laughs> Retract from this. I don't have any pets. Mm. Ulysses has a pet. What is okay. it? Uh oh. <laughs> like uh oh. Okay. So the neighbors that we had next to our house on the left side, well, they had a a, I guess like a baby rooster or something. Oh hell! Well, <laughs> Y'all have a chicken coop in the house. <laughs> well, they un dia para otro they moved and they left the rooster. And guess who decided to adopt this this animal without consulting their wife? <laughs> Welcome to Senora Life, where stuff randomly appears in your house and you're like, so, oh, what is that? <laughs> so now I guess I'm living on a rancho <laughs> because we have a gallo. And I said, you know, it's illegal. He's like, yeah, but as long as no one reports it, it's okay. And I couldn't let it be by itself. Someone had to take care of it. I That's said, when Ulysses says it's inhumane to just leave this yeah. poor creature abandoned okay. and alone. And so, <laughs> You're like, okay, whatever. Turn okay. him into the animal control. And, you know, I, had, I thought I had gotten away from chickens because, you know, my parents, they have chickens. They they have chickens uh-huh. and stuff like that. And guess who's bringing home a chicken today? Me. No. What kind of chicken? What does it look I like? Have, I've always I wanted have, chickens. I, I used have to no have idea. them. I used to have them when I was little. We always had chickens at our house. We had a coop and everything. And I want a chicken. Well, not mm-hmm. not anymore. Now we have Ben. So now it's like, nope, all my time goes there. I think it's because but, I'm not a bird person. Yeah. Like, yes, I said it. I'm not a bird person. I don't like birds. You know what? I don't mind chickens because, I don't know. I just don't mind chickens, but I don't like house birds. Mm, I'm no, like, ¿por qué? Los tienes en una jaula, déjalos volar, you know, like, I don't like no, But I don't they're like not, any. I don't like them. Like, even if it wasn't inhumane to keep them in the house, I'd be like, I still don't like them. What you, what you, what are you doing? You're just hanging there on a little stick, kicking like, it. Yeah, I'm not a bird person. You know no. what? And I've realized that I'm not a puppy person either. Puppies are hard. Like, they're... I love squeezing them and they're so fluffy and cute. Girl, I'll play with them for like 20 minutes and then I'm like, and then you get tired. You Taken back. Yeah, I love big dogs. I love dogs that are full grown. Like, you're an adult. You know what you're doing in life. If you chill, you chill. And you can yep. listen to what I'm saying. And we're just going to kick it. I'm going to love you forever if you're like that. But if you're a puppy, I'm like, you're cute. Now, bye. Bye. 
You know, the only dog that I truly, truly loved was my gordo. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, R.I.P. my gordo. But he was, like, the most chillest puppy ever. Uh-huh. All he did was eat, went to the restroom when he needed to go, and slept. Oh, like, see, super, like super <laughs> like, mellow. Like, like, no le gustaba ir a caminar. Like, we would take him to go walk, and then he would walk a couple of steps. And, and then drag. turn around and, and then look at you. And then lay on the floor and be like, so you going to pick me up or what? Because <laughs> I'm not and walking he, anymore. <laughs> and sure enough, ahí lo traemos cargado because this fool did not want to walk. That's and cute. he was heavy. He was a really big, heavy dog. But that's like the only dog that was like fit my lifestyle. Yeah. No, it's the same with kittens. Like when we, we have the cats and when they were kittens, I was like, oh, can y'all hurry up and grow up? And now... Oh my gosh, I love them so much because they are so chill. No, and then uh, they're not mean cats. They don't scratch on you. They love you. They come and they'll rub on your feet and then they go away. They're not like Merlin. Uh, no, Merlin was. Merlin was a little ninja. He used to like to s- scratch people up. These don't. They're real, real like just super mellow and chill. And it doesn't matter what time of day when it is. But if I'm laying on the couch with a blanket on me. Uh-huh. they will go and position themselves right in between my calves and feet, like back oh. to back. And they will just like, you know how they kind of tuck their little hands and they look like little, like yes. they're laying an egg. They mm-hmm. do that and then they're just purring and they're like, and I'm like, oh, this is life. This is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> they're so chill. So Shelby's chill. The cats are chill. We're just waiting for Ben to get to that age in his life because right now he is like, girl. He's crazy. No, yeah, me imagino. But he's fun. We love him. It's he that keeps puppy us on life. Our toes. Yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah, we got a new dog. Um, man, you know, I will tell you that I feel like October. You know what? No, no, no. Scratch that. Rewind to August. Between August and October. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the stress. Have you ever heard of? And I'm just totally like going a different route here because I just wanted to talk about this because I don't know if some of our listeners have felt this or if they're kind of thinking about this or just kind of agree with some of this stuff but have you noticed that yeah we know that the corona presence is there and the stress of corona is there and I feel like in the summer I was kind of feeling like okay I got a hang of this I got a hang of my emotions I got a hang of you know Mm -hmm. potential depression and just kind of the the weight of what is going to happen. And then, and I would just kind of do things to make, and I was like positive, 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 do fun things, find a hobby, you know, try to do things that are going to make me happy, spend time with my family, you know, stuff like that. I didn't realize that subconsciously I was being way more affected than I realized. Really? And I don't, I don't know if you went through that or not, but I felt like I, it, it had to be subconscious because so many health issues just started to, they just started to take their toll and just kind of present themselves one after another. It felt like never ending. So between the month of August and bar- barely this week, girl, have I felt like a normal human being. Do you think it's adding like the school stuff on there too? Yes. I think it's adding all of the stress from school, um, wearing a mask all day. Uh, constantly getting an email that there's another case on campus, but you weren't affected. Your anxiety goes through the roof regardless. Mm -hmm. Even if you try to just kind of be like, oh, okay, well, I'm fine. I feel like subconsciously you have the stress, you have the anxiety, and it starts to take a toll on your body. 
Well, it's because you just keep thinking it's a matter of time. Mm-hmm. It's like a ticking time bomb, and it's it's going to go. Like, you're like, when is it going to affect my classroom, or was it, when is it going to hit me mm-hmm. kind of thing. I think that's what it is, mm-hmm. like the unknown. Yeah, or when is this going to be get better? Like, when is it going to be- get better? When is there going to be a treatment to actually, like, suppress some of the side effects from it? Or a vaccine or whatever, you know, whatever the case mm-hmm. may be. When are, when are, when is it going to get better? So during that time, girl, and this is going to be TMI, so I apologize to all my listeners. But in August, August, oh my gosh, and that was just the beginning. In August, I had four menstrual cycles in one month. Oh, snap. Four. So I go to see my OB and the OB they did a sonogram they did blood work they did everything she was like you are completely fine I'm like is this early menopause and she's like no (laughs) nope she's like you're healthy and fertile so it might be your thyroid because they had switched my medication right so uh-huh. then I'm like, okay. So I see my endocrinologist, and she did everything. She ran tests. She did everything. She's like, no, your thyroid levels are actually really great right now. It was stress. Are you stressing? She was like, are you stressing? And I was just like, I don't know what's going on. Okay, so fast forward to probably middle of September. I've been having jaw pain like crazy, and I know exactly what it is. It's my damn wisdom teeth. And I've, I've been told by the dentist they're, they're going to start pushing in. They're impacting the top and bottom of your teeth. Uh, you should pull all four, but one side, they haven't moved in years. Because he was looking at my x-rays. I've had the same doctor forever, uh, Dennis. And he's like, this side, your right side hasn't moved. But your left side, they're, they're impacting and it's causing all the pain. It's going to get worse. So they're going, I'm like, okay. So I'm talking to different people and they're like, oh man, whenever I had them pulled, it was like a relief. Everything was great. Within like three or four days, I was normal. Everything was awesome. And I was so glad that I did it and all this stuff. So I, girl, right away, I was like, okay, can, can we just remove them? So they're like, yeah, you know, let's get it done. And they're like, it's not going to be a major thing. I don't have to cut. They're already protruding through your gum. So you won't have to go to a, uh, what do you call it? Oral surgeon. Mm-hmm. so there I go I'm like yeah let's do it we can do it in house it'll be quick they do it it's quick and that night I'm like the pain was horrible horrible you were bamboozled girl the pain was horrible I don't think I felt pain like that since I went through contractions and contractions oh my <gasps> god I wanted to die but it was like contractions in my mouth <laughs> it oh, was, no. My teeth were chattering from the pain. I just felt como así como calambres de pain going across. Like, just like, like, go, just kind of going, shooting across my teeth, across my mouth. And I was like, what is going on? I was like sweating and shit. I was like, do I have COVID? And did I have my teeth pulled? Like, I didn't know what was happening. <gasps> oh, my God. It was so horrible. So then, you know, that weekend was that long weekend where we do um, anti-Christopher Columbus Day. You know what I'm talking about? So yeah. that day that we're off on Monday, um, I had gone through it that Thursday before. We had a four-day weekend. Everything, I was like, everything's going to be great. I'm going to have plenty of time to heal. I'm going to go back to work. Hell no. It kept getting worse. And I was <sighs> doing everything they were telling me. Oh, no. They were like, don't drink through a straw. Eat nothing. But, girl, I can't tell you how much dang pudding I ate. Like bland ass pudding and yogurt and jello for days and days and days. And 
everything they told me to, to avoid, I avoided it. Everything they said to do, I would do it. I was like, así como nada, like clockwork, uh-huh. taking pills, everything. It was getting I, worse. I'm just saying I have better lost like 10 pounds because of this. Girl. Okay, so it's just getting worse. And I go in and I tell them my pain is horrible. So um, let me rewind real quick. The day of the procedure, when they were going to extract the teeth, they take my blood pressure. And for the first time, it's high. It's high. And it's like through the roof high, girl. Like to where you better call an ambulance high. <gasps> yes. No. And I remember my face was red. My heart was beating so fast. I had a horrible headache. Um, yeah, it was horrible. And they gave me laughing gas. He's like, I, we can get your blood pressure down. I'm going to have to give you laughing gas. He gave it to me, girl, y no bajaba. No quería. It was like very small increments starting to go down, right? But it oh. took forever. It took forever. But once it finally hit, girl, it felt euphoric. I felt like pain-free. Um, they gave me the, the, uh, whatever Novocaine or whatever. And, and they did it fast. I remember being in and out of the office in like 40 minutes or so, Mm -hmm. or yeah, a little bit over 40 minutes, not too much. Um, so anyway, when I go back for the follow-up, they take it again and they're like, your blood pressure's still high. Like what, what's going on? And I'm just like, I'm in pain. Like my face feels like someone is sticking a knife in my jaw constantly. I oh. am in pain. That's what it felt like. It was horrible. Um, so that day, I remember. Well, the next day, I remember tell you know telling my principal all this, and she's like, "No, you got to take care of yourself." They were freaked out. They're like, "Do you have COVID? Like, just go home, get checked." Like they really thought it was that causing the high blood pressure because I felt feverish, but I I didn't have a fever. So anyway, I call on the way home. I call my MD. Okay, so at this point, I've already been to my endocrinologist. I've seen my OB. The dentist is doing all this shit. Now I'm going to see my family doctor. So I call her and I'm like, I, my blood pressure is high. I really need to see you. They were like, if you can get here in five minutes, we have an opening like right now. I said, I'm down the street. I get there. They do everything. They give me the damn corona test. Oh, my God, I wanted to die, first of all. It is not uncomfortable. It is painful. So if somebody tells you, "Oh, it's yeah. uncomfortable," hell no. That no, is painful. I had I had a nosebleed after. No. Like a, yeah, not like right after, but, but like a day I, or so after. Like a couple of hours after, like oh. I had a nosebleed because of how bad it hurt. It it and then they twist it up there and they do it on both sides. I'm like, can y'all yeah. find a better way to do this? Anyway, but so, it's, I heard it's better than the throat one. I heard the throat one hurts more. Let me tell you something about this. We have a friend who's a nurse and who does the COVID testing for people, right? She's like, all they need is the mucus. She goes, to be honest with you, they don't need to push it in that far. She goes, all you have to do is blow your nose, and if they collect the mucus, it's going to read the same thing. I was like, what? You mean to tell me that I went through all of that for nothing? (laughs) So there I am, okay? I'm sitting there. They're like, your COVID test will be done in 15 minutes because they have an in-house lab where I go to my doctor. And I'm Calm like, down with the rapid testing. Girl, no. So on top of me already feeling the pain in my mouth, the headache, the high blood pressure, now I have my heart pumping from fear of having it. So I'm like, of course my blood pressure is going to be through the roof, people. So anyway, it comes back. They're like, you don't have it. Girl, right away they lifted their shield. They had their little mask and they were like, oh, whatever, attending to me. So my doctor's like, I'm going to put you on a temporary 
uh, blood pressure medication. She goes, I honestly feel like you having the whiz, the stress. It's got, it's the stress. She goes, I know it's the stress. You have to calm down. She goes, and having the pain from your wisdom teeth growing has been, it's just a physical and a mental. Mental. Yes, that's just compiling itself, and it's not, you're not getting any sort of relief. And I told her, I said, well, I'm grinding my teeth in my sleep also. Like, that started happening, too. And she's like, you're not, and that's the thing is, she goes, you're not even releasing that stress during your sleep. You're not. Oh. You're just constantly on a cycle of anxiety and stress that it's causing all these health issues. She's like, I'm going to put you on this temporary. My blood pressure is usually on the low end of normal. She's like, mm -hmm. but I'm afraid, so I have to have you monitor it because I don't want you to go too low because then you're in a danger zone also. So I'm like, yeah. well, shit. You know, here I am like, okay, like whatever. Anyway, so then, um, girl, it took almost the entire month of October to get some relief in this mouth of mine. Oh, no. Yes. And um, you know what did it? And I'm going to say this because I feel like people who are going to have wisdom teeth extracted or whatever could use this piece of advice. I'm going to say three things. The first thing, do not leave the office without antibiotics. Do not leave the office without antibiotics because if anything happens, mine wasn't an infection. It was called a dry socket where this is so technical and annoying, but it's where the blood clot that's supposed to seal off the wound comes uh -huh. out. So now you oh. basically have open air to your jawbone and everything else going in there. And that's oh. what's hurting. Yeah. So do not leave that. And you don't want it to be infected. And anyway, if dry socket does happen to you, it won't hurt because you have the antibiotic. Ahí está, you know, killing the, uh, the possible Bacteria. whatever. Yeah. So don't leave without antibiotics. Clove oil. Cloves. Like the stuff that we use around the holidays to spice up the pumpkin pie and all that clavos. stuff. Clavos. Clavos. Get some fresh clavos and you either put a clavo in there, in the wound, I'm not lying to you, and it instantly gives you relief. Or you ask the doctor for some clove paste and they will give it to you. And you just fill it in the little gap and it instantly numbs that whole area until you heal. And the third thing that I found that, girl, the day I used, since the day I bought it, I haven't had, I had zero pain. And now I'm healed almost 100% and I feel fine. Uh -huh. It's called neem oil toothpaste, N-E-E-M. And you can get it at any natural grocer, whatever. And it has clavo in it. It has a whole bunch of like natural, essential, like antioxidants for your teeth. For your teeth oh, and okay. that, your bone health under your gums and everything. I started washing with that girl and it was instantly soothing. Oh, and the fourth thing would be like an aura gel mouthwash. Something that's for like pain, sores, anything like that. Rinse your mouth with that. All of that stuff just kind of heals it quicker gives you amazing relief and damn i wish i would have known before i left the doctor's office to get some antibiotics hey but yeah sabes if you have to girl. get the other ones removed you already know girl i ain't taking them out <laughs> i'm done i'm done i'm like no there's space these bitches can move over and these can come up in there we'll have a real good time if i have a little bit of crooked teeth at the end of my lifeline ni modo. it's okay ni modo. then uh, uh, i'm done no, i can't there's no way but anyway so then um, I went through all of this craziness and then I went to my doctor on Monday and she's like, your blood pressure is amazing. She did all my blood work for everything, for cholesterol, pues no. for diabetes. You're not in so, pain. Girl, she did everything. My whole blood panel, she gave me a physical. She goes, the only thing that's happened to you, 
is you gained eight pounds. I'm like, I know. That's the that's the Rona. Hold up. Don't don't start don't start judging me. <laughs> I know I gained eight pounds, lady. But um she's like, but if you start, you know, eating better, walking, you told her you're gonna be fine. She goes, But I do wanna take you off the medicine. And I told her, I said, Can I just go three more weeks just to make sure? And she's like, Yes, but I need you to just monitor and write down your blood pressure every day. She's like, and if it's consistent consistently, you know, on the lower end again of the normal, you need to just get off it. So I'm like, okay, but I did not realize how much stress can cause you to be like, shit, am I going to die? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's there's... It's a silent killer. Girl, there's just so many... Oh, my gosh. So many factors. And that's what I feel like. Even sometimes, though, we go through life like, I've got this. This is good. I'm fine. I feel like we still have to find a way to release that negative energy because we still carry it no matter what. Oh, yeah. Definitely. And I'm going to tell you right now that I feel like the way to release it and truly release it because that's this is what I started doing. I know it's going to sound ridiculous, girl, but I don't care. I what I started doing was laughing and finding things to make me laugh. And I can tell you right now that instantly I felt better. Because you at, release I know, and I'm like, you're looking at me like I'm crazy, but I'm being 100% serious. So then I started, like, looking at YouTube videos that would make me literally laugh out loud. My husband started doing stuff just to make me laugh, and, like, we just took a very lighthearted, let's just do something that feels good and just mm -hmm. release. Because through that laughter, I felt like I was just releasing everything toxic, everything negative, all of the stress. And that's like my daily thing now. Like, I'm like, what can I do to make someone laugh that in turn causes me to laugh? I thought you were going to say, oh, working out. And I was going to be like, ugh. <laughs> I barely started working out again. Barely. Because I felt like I was going to die for a while. But yes, girl, I've had three months of unrest. Like, it's been horrible. So I'm ready. I'm ready for the fun times to roll. Let's get Christmas going. I'm in a good mood. Even yes. though my students are a handful, I don't care anymore. Like, it is what it is. It is. I'm what in it the is. spirit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No. If you guys are going to get your teeth removed, like, seriously, just, you know what? I'm not going to, I'm not even going to lie. Shout out to my husband because my husband has held it down. Like, he has, it was running out, getting every prescription that they gave me, going uh -huh. out, getting anything that I needed to either eat or, um, cold pack, cold compress packs, whatever for my face, like running around getting me water, taking Logan to school, taking him to hockey, taking him to swim, keeping the house super clean, walking the dogs, feeding the cats, doing every single chore, doing everything. I literally, for the whole month of October, almost mm -hmm. was just getting home and going straight to the couch and laying down every single day. But like, don't touch me. Don't talk to me. Even a, a high level of, like, talking was annoying wow. and would cause me a headache. It was that stressful and just horrible to feel that way. But, no, he just, like, came through like a champ, man. He was there. And wow. I'm like, dang, I, yeah, I shouldn't be Get a it, Eric. capital Get B it. to my husband. <laughs> I'm like, I need, a, I need to be good to my, my, my hubs. Cause he took care of me. Thanks, babe. 
He did so well, and he'd be like, what do you need? How can I help you? Da-da-da-da, this and that. And I'm like, ooh, I bet you he is tired of me. He's like, cállate ya, viejía, que ya no paras de estar chingando. I'm pretty sure he's thinking that. He's like, oh, my God, can someone please heal this woman already? No, he was probably like, this is not normal for her. <laughs> what is going on? You're probably freaking him out. Yeah, probably. He was probably worded out that you were, like, in this much pain. Doing nothing, because I don't like and doing, doing nothing. That. I like coming so, home and doing everything. I like go, doing everything I can, and then at the end of the night, going to my room and being like, okay, I'm going to watch a movie or watch some Netflix or YouTube or whatever and just chill and just wine, watch mm-hmm. mindless TV <laughs> and letting it go, but feeling productive, you know? But, girl, oh no. Yeah, so I'm ready for a great November and a great December, and yes... I'm so. ready for a, a, some rest. Girl, yes. For some mindless rest, no? Yes. I want some hot cocoa. I need some cold weather and a blanket. Yes. <laughs> hey, last week was good. We actually... It was. We got a little visit from Father Winter for a little okay. bit. Okay. <laughs> y luego and se fue. Oh, yeah. And were you like, oh, my God, I don't have enough winter clothes. Girl, yes. I was already like, okay, I can wear this tomorrow. Look at all these cute sweaters that I did not really wear last year because we really didn't get a good winter last year. No, we didn't. I remember wearing a long sleeve and, like, having to, you know. Roll up. Roll them up. roll them up. Because I sudando. Mm -hmm. Yep. So it's been, it's just been crazy. What about you? Have you dealt with anything like that, like stress or just anxiety? I know that's just been kind of, like, ugh, heavy. I like, the only thing right now is just now, like, I just get home mm-hmm. and I take a nap. Oh, that's good. Like, I come take a nap. But if I don't have to go out anywhere, I won't. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm tired. I've gotten to the point where it's like, I'll ask Elisa and be like, do I really got to go? Yeah. <laughs> or, or can I'll I go make with... it work? Can I make whatever I have okay. work for a few Or days? I'll go with him and I'll be like, do I have to get off? Because I'm so tired of having to wear the mask. Yeah, I'm the same. You know what, sadly, this is the, the part that I can't stand, that I hate, but I know we have to be safe. So I still, I'm like, I can't be mad at it, but I'm mad at it. Is whenever I get home, I can't, I don't go to my son's hockey practice. I only go to his hockey games. But I don't uh-huh. go to his hockey practice because I have to wear a mask. And I'm like, I've been wearing a mask all day, every day. And then I have to sit there with the mask again. And the same for his swim lesson. So my husband does that. And he's like, I get it because my husband works at home right now. Mm-hmm. So they're jealous. Yeah, me too. And I'm just like, and not even that. I don't mind going to school and sitting in my classroom alone without a yes. mask and having to teach online. I don't mind it. But this whole teaching all and just having a mask, I feel so bad for like, People who are doing very labor-intense type of jobs, like, you know, stalkers and grocery workers and all that, so yes. we have to have it on. And it's just like, they're probably like, dude, this sucks. So, Well, because of the sweating and all of that, and after that, you're mm-hmm. like, oh, this was really gross. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, but I realize I don't like to breathe in hot air. My, uh, the, for me, the mask causes my neck to hurt. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I think it's not only that, but looking down at a laptop and looking down and writing, and I just feel like I'm just constantly focused downward when we're teachers and we're used to being on our feet. Yeah. Girl, I am, like, this close to getting one of those lifting desks. 
the desert lift. <laughs> I want one so bad because I'm used to teaching at my um, projector screen all day, and it's I'm uh-huh. usually just standing right there with math, yeah. you know. And it's like I really want a desk that will lift. The other day, I literally stuck my computer on a bunch of boxes, and the kids were laughing. The kids that were face to face, they were laughing. They're like, "Oh, Miss Hernandez, you just need to buy that desk already." I'm like, "I'm not made of money, children." <laughs> I am not made but of money. But if y'all all pitch in a dollar, I might be able to get closer. <laughs> if y'all all give me a 10, we'll be all right. No. <laughs> but you know what I have realized during this this uh, teaching during a pandemic is I'm not a very big doing everything on your computer type of person. Mm-mm. Like I need that paper and pencil type of thing. Girl, and, um, yes. And unfortunately, this school year we can't, at least in my district. Mm-hmm. But... I've realized I don't like everything being on the computer. Like, I, I feel know. like it's too much screen time. Even if it's something that's academic, it's too much screen time for the kids. Yes. And it's a strain on their eyes. And I just keep thinking. And our hey. eyes. And I'm sitting here with my blue light glasses and I don't even have them on like a dummy. And so it's no just kind of like, I didn't realize how much of an old school teacher I was until I this know. school year. I know. And I love to create stuff and powerpoints and slides i do normally but i just do that it's just to like present something and then i'm like okay here we go to paper pencil and you're right it's Mm -hmm. just and i i honestly feel like the kids realize that they don't like it either i have a lot of my kids that are like again like they don't like to work on the screen it's annoying to them Mm -hmm. girl and they cannot stand using the what is it the um online type of whiteboard websites and then using the mouse pad to try to write on the screen and they hate it (laughs) and i'm like no my in-person kids i'm like just here get your journal they have their own journals and pencil i'm like just write it in your journal and hold it up and i'll see it (laughs) you're good don't worry but um yeah i don't know it's just it's been so crazy lately I'm hoping that we find our way out of this situation. I just can't imagine going on like this for years and years we and just, years. I'm like, we just need everybody to wear their mask correctly. Just wear, just wear, just wear the mask. <laughs> don't touch and people. Don't touch people. Don't go to parties. It's not the time right now. Just you know, don't. Stay at home. Stay at your house with your people. Stay at your house with your people <laughs> and only your people. And maybe like that we'll get through this a little bit faster. Maybe. I don't know. We need to move from a me mentality to a we mentality. Because <laughs> we is tired. You sound like a TED Talk. <laughs> <laughs> a me mentality to a we a mentality. A we mentality. Uh, well, anyway, let's move past the Corona talk because I feel Maybe. like that's all everybody talks about, right? That's yes. the only thing we know. So this summer... Uh, I decided to do something with a hobby and it's like kind of like a little bit of an obsession right now. (laughs) It turned into a little bit of an obsession and I think it's because, I don't know, when your mind's spinning and you're, I feel like you're just thinking of so much, there's just so much going on in your brain that you're like, I need an outlet. I need a way to just channel my energy and to stay busy and enjoy just something. So I started a pom-pom shop and none of us pom-poms you just don't sell oh pom-poms. no i know i don't i don't just sell pom-poms i sell a lot of teacher accessories there's so many things that i want to sell on my shop 
And most of it is teacher geared, but there's so much that's not just for teachers. So I basically centralized it around pom-pom earrings. So about, I would say it's already been maybe three or four years ago, I bought my first pom-pom maker. Yes, those little furry balls <laughs> that, <laughs> that you see on backpacks or on keychains or, I don't know, garlands in classrooms or garlands on a Christmas tree. And I remember buying that little pom-pom maker. I bought a set and I made my first pom-pom and I hung it on a keychain and it fell apart because I did not know what I was doing. And not only that, there really wasn't any YouTube videos to tell you how to do this, you know? Uh-huh. It was fairly new four years ago. So, you know what? I gave the pom-pom makers to my mom and I said, Ven las, Vendelas en el garage sale. Because <laughs> she's always having, you know Mexicans, we're always having yard sales, girl. Garage sales, yard sales. Yeah. So then fast forward to um, the beginning of COVID and I see... My principal, actually, wearing these big, beautiful, colorful pom-pom earrings. Like, just massive, fluffy, really cute. And Uh I just could not get my mind off of them. I was like, oh, my gosh, those are so adorable. I love wearing that. Um, You know how teachers are. We love to wear colorful, fun. I mean, we can, especially if you teach elementary school. It's like... Yeah, mm-hmm. it's your like rite of passage to wear all the stuff that you've ever all wanted to wear. All the funky colors. Yes, all the fun, the crazy hats, earrings, all that stuff. So I, um, and not only that, but it's it's been quite a while that I've always wanted to open an online shop, you know, and I've had different ideas and just kind of played around with different hobbies and I just never found like a true passion in any of them. I was just like kind of just messing around, I guess, with every idea. Yeah. And, um... And I knew my husband wanted to, you know, make t-shirts and stuff. And what's cool is that in small business that's owned by teachers, the ideas are never ending. The quotes, the creativeness, the art design behind t-shirts, it's like never ending. You could purchase shops from 30 different independent businesses, small-time businesses online that are created by teachers. And unless it's being um, replicated, you won't find the same shirt twice. Like, you will find some really cute, comfortable, cool stuff. And I also feel like our profession has moved towards that. And I don't know if it's the pandemic, but we've moved towards wearing, like, nice pants with a casual teacher T-shirt. I feel like that's a trend going on everywhere i follow tons of teachers in other countries and that's what they're all about like just a comfy teacher t-shirt with like maxi skirts with the denim jacket with slacks with mm-hmm. a pencil skirt they dress them up they um wear them with just jeans and sneakers and i just i feel like that's a cool trend right now i don't know if it's just a trend but even principals i'm seeing principals left and right like just straight up embracing the this is our fashion this is how we are mobile we're on the floor with the kids we're on the floor in kindergarten and first grade and second grade sitting on the carpet with the kids we are um up and around the room we're outside trying to kick a soccer ball i mean not this year but you know normally 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 we are just kind of you know rolling in the leaves with the kids just having a fun time and i love how so many teachers and administrators have kind of embraced that you know our mm-hmm. uh, superintendent went so far as to say jeans for the rest of the year this year. She's like, jeans every day. Don't worry about it. Jeans and T-shirts every day. It's okay. 
And it's like, you know what? If you have a teacher who's delivering curriculum and sharing their passion and trying to inspire kids, who cares what they're wearing? Okay. You know, if she goes up there and she or he, okay, don't come for me. She or he is up there <laughs> delivering an amazing lesson and everyone's engaged. She could be wearing a dang trash bag for all I care. Okay? And mm-hmm. it's like, it's it's not it's not about that anymore. And I kind of like that shift. Is it a temporary shift? I don't know. We might go back to having to be all super professional dressed or whatever. But I feel like it's a good shift. I feel like the teachers feel... Okay. Yeah, just a little bit off their back. It is not fun to be going up to school with some uncomfortable shoes and uncomfortable clothing and then trying to go to recess. And then in Texas, you know, in those beginning of the year months when it's triple digits. mm -mm, mm -mm. You don't want to wear nothing else but a t-shirt, you know. But anyway, Mm -hmm. um, so my shop has teacher tees. I have, I focus on the pom-pom earrings. I have keychains that are coming soon. And then I do like pencil pouches stickers, all kinds of stuff, and I'm just so happy with it. And by the way, what's the name of your shop? Oh, I forgot. Gasa Confetti Co. So, yeah, I will be posting about that on Instagram so you guys can give me a little like, share, follow. (laughs) (laughs) I think I'm going to have it. Right? Gasa Confetti Co. In case you didn't catch that. In case you didn't (laughs) catch that. And it's so funny because the other day I was tagged in this uh, post from another small business owner who's a teacher also. I know so many, I, like I've made a connection with a lot of teachers that have their own small business. And it's so awesome because we support each other. We share each other's items. It's like no two items are the same. Even other ear, pom-pom earring maker shops, I will share their stuff too because I'm like, mm, I don't make that. And she makes that really cute, and I'm just going to share it because I'm probably not going to make that because I'm making something different, you know? Yeah. And um, and I'll share their stuff, too. It's just, like, there's so much room for everybody, you know? Um, it's like Vans and Converse and Nikes and Adidas. There's room for <laughs> everyone out there. So, anyway, it's super fun. Check it out. Casa Confetti Co. There's a Facebook page, an Instagram page. I'm thinking about getting a TikTok page just because people tell me that I need to. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I'm not a TikToker. Um, so I don't know. Anyway, yeah. So that's the hobby I picked up this summer. I didn't pick up no hobby, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Your hobby is self-care, and I love that hobby. It is self-care. Because it's not just a phase, it's not just a phrase anymore. It's not just a trendy. No. It's something that we need to take very seriously as educators. Extremely. And you know, this year I've really taken it to heart, but that'll be later on. We'll talk about it. Yeah, definitely. but no, this year I like I right now my focus is just to kind of make the house a little bit more homey feeling. Just kind of like that. Start making my list of what I want to get, what I want to change. Yeah, things like that. Your personal touches. Yeah, and why didn't no one ever tell me that buying curtains and mm. curtain rods was so dang expensive? Girl, girl, have you bought um? What is it called? Las persianas also? No, we're going to buy put, those. No, we did we didn't buy any. We put um those blackout curtains. Uh-huh. But we need to buy the ones that go underneath it. I don't know what they're called. Whatever they're called, but I nearly fell out when we had to order curtain rods. You were like, "What is this?" I said, "What?" 
good. Like, I like how you said you ordered curtain rods, girl. I usually go to like Home Goods and stuff. I don't care if they're mismatched on the style as long as the color is the same. Because <laughs> you'll be finding some deals out there, and sometimes you'll hit a, a spot where they have four sets and they're exactly the same. I'm like, give me all four. But no, but, girl, it's you know expensive. what? No, like. One thing that I have discovered about myself is if I didn't already have anxiety before, COVID has just amplified it a little bit more to the point where if there's too many people, I don't want to go. Yes. And so I start getting to the point where my body starts overheating. I start sweating like crazy. You get nervous as hell. You're like, get me out of here. I get like nervous tics and I'm like, we got to go. So I just say, you know what? Let's look on Amazon and let's order. Good. And I sure did. I went I went and I looked and I said, okay, I like these in order. But I nearly fell out when that total came out. Todo. I said, todo cuesta I said, mucho. I said the quack just alone for the <laughs> living room. The living room and the little oh, dining sorry, room area. It was over $100 oh, okay, okay. for some dang curtain rods. I said... What are they doing? Like, just are the they rods, holding, girl. Just the rods. Oh. Are they holding baby Jesus up in the manger? <laughs> like, what is going on? That curtain, that curtain rod better hold me so I can do some pull-ups shit. Okay. <laughs> I said, what is this? Oh, my gosh. And girl, I just, it adds up. Todo lo que tienes que comprar. Los tapetes is. for the kitchen. Los tapetes so that you don't bust your ass when you're coming out of the shower. Yes. Every single little thing when you are moving into your first home is crazy expensive. You're just like, dang. Okay, like I never realized how much this stuff was. And I was just kind of like, dang. Like how my parents afford this? <laughs> you're like, how'd y'all do it? Right? <laughs> how'd y'all do it? Because I'm here and I'm like. Your mom's going to be like, go get some fabric. <laughs> Come sit at the sewing machine. You're going to be like, oh, no, thank you. Let me just no order on Amazon. Let me order on Amazon. Pero si, I was like, oh, my God. No one told me that owning or moving into a home is so dang expensive. Everything. Furnishing every single room. Getting all the stuff that you need in the kitchen. And then you go to open a can and you're like, damn, I don't have a can opener. Let me go buy a can opener. <laughs> You're like, dang, I don't have a pen. Let me go get some sartenes. Let me, oh, man, girl, before you know it, you're like, damn, shit is expensive. I know. I know. And I was like, dang, I'm really living the senora life right now. Because oh, man. Them walks at Costco, they're the bomb.com to me. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Costco life. Girl, yeah. Well, it's fun, though. I think once you get past getting your necessities, I guess, then you start getting excited about all the fun stuff. And then sure enough, eventually you'll be like, I got a new vacuum and you'll be real excited. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody tells me that. Like I have another friend. Um, she got married this summer and she moved into her first house. And she's just like, oh my gosh, I got, I don't even remember what it was. It was something so simple. And I was like, welcome to Senora Life. <laughs> Where you get excited for things that are really boring. But to you, they're, you know. Happy they're stuff. amazing yeah they're amazing so, <laughs> like i'll watch different uh videos like infomercials for different mops and stuff and i'm like ooh, let me watch this infomercial real quick and see what that mop can do <laughs> so boring oh my god that gosh. was me i was like looking at this mop and i was why was i looking at youtube videos and reviews and stuff to see how much people like this mop <laughs> and i because, was like who is she because you're senora now Senora For life. real, senora life. My mom would laugh at me because when I first got married, she was like, um, excuse me, senora. And I was like, oh, how dare you? 
señorita. And she goes, no, eso ya no, mijita. Eres una señora. I was like, mom, don't call me that. And now you're like, whatever, señora life. Right? I'm like, what's represent? Hashtag. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so I wanted to talk about this new segment. Um, it's kind of like a crash course in this segment real quick. We're just going to throw it out there. But we wanted to add a new segment called Maestra Life, Teacher Life, to Teacher the life. end of our podcast. Just because we, I know we've been rambling about everything Teacher Life everything. today just because it's like we got to catch up. But um, we do want to kind of just keep it to a segment um, part of our station channel what is this radio podcast radio station (laughs) and because it's such a big part of our life so we have to have a segment um so anyway we just wanted to spit some truth of how we're feeling with everything teacher life right now so we're just gonna go through that at the end of every episode and let's see lily what do you have to share about hashtag maestra life right now all right i'm gonna throw a disclaimer i love my job Love my job, no way or form am I saying that I hate my job. <laughs> We're just going to keep it real. Oh, Look. goodness. And that's what it is. I want it to be that. I want it to be a segment where we could keep it real, where people can relate, and we can just be honest. Because, okay. you know. I don't know about you or how things are at your campus. hmm but one of the things that I have been seeing, not only like some stuff at my campus, some stuff on social media, but this uh, trying to normalize the school year Girl. and acting like this is a normal school year. With an ever-growing to-do list. Yes, and trying yeah. to do the same things that you did before. Mm-hmm. That's the uh, trying to live in a fake reality for me. Girl, that is definitely happening. And it's not just your school. It's across, I know for sure it's across the state. And Probably across the country because of all the teachers that I've connected with and, you know, Instagram teacher life, um, they're going through a lot. We're going through it. We're just, Yo, it's, mm-hmm. it's hard. It's ever It'll be like growing. That, that song from, was it Atlanta? It's hard out here for a pimp. <laughs> it's hard out here for a teacher. It is hard. Okay. <laughs> Girl, I'm dead. <laughs> it's it's rough man if you know a teacher dude like throw her check on your teacher bone. friends please check on them i know you guys see that that meme all over the place check on your teacher friends like, like buy for them a real. bottle of wine take them to a happy hour or if you can't go out because of the rona take them a six-pack and leave it on their doorstep <laughs> Okay, Give them a Starbucks be- card, something. Mandales un Uber con Starbucks, something. Because they, guys, we are survival mode right now. We are Big barely time. hanging on. Yeah, and then it's so discouraging, like, to read posts and how all these people are bashing our profession. And yes. it's just kind of like... No matter what like, we do. I mean, we were heroes at the beginning of COVID. Everybody now, loved us, and now we are just... It's like if you hate your job so much, why don't you just quit? And it's just the, what is it, that gaslighting, the, oh, take mm-hmm. care of yourself. But oh, the toxic, and then the toxic positivity. Mm-hmm. I know that's like a catchphrase going around right now, but it's real. It's real. And it's at the point where 
you know what? Some days I do feel really positive. There are some days yeah. that I feel like that. But you're feeling a good some, mood. Yes, yes, girl. And you're like, don't come at me with your negative attitude like that. But there are some days where I'm just like, I want to just flip a bird and just say, I'm done. Like, yeah. this is insane. And I feel like we've created this culture where we feel like, well, teachers can do everything. Teachers adjust. And I'm like, that's not, that doesn't make it okay to give us that, to keep putting on our plate, putting to that, keep yep. pushing us to our breaking point. And you know what? Having all those health issues these past three months have made me say, nope. No. So at 3.30, girl, I big old peace sign to my campus. I love y'all, but I got to go. Okay. I, I got to take point, care of me. Okay. I got into the point where when we're dismissing kids, my backpack is on my back just there like theirs. There you go. And as soon as they leave at 3.15, I'm walking out too. I'm yeah. leaving to the parking lot because... I can't, I can't. I love my profession. I love what I do. I've always been that teacher that likes to go. Same. Above and beyond. Above and beyond. I've never minded working from home, doing all this cutesy stuff for my kids, things that I thought would be, have them engage, all these activities. Spending all this money on them, on different stuff, just so that they can enjoy coming to school and love it. Yes. Mm -hmm. And see what teaching and what, like, teachers are supposed to be about. But this school year, guys, like, I'm going to be honest, it's it's been, like, survival mode, like you said. And it's, yes. I've been, I've made myself selfish, and I'm very, very, like, strict on how much time I spend on my schoolwork, if any, at home. And it's not selfish. You're taking care of yourself. Because if you don't take care of yourself and you start going down that hole of, being unhealthy or being depressed or being stressed out and being angry or whatever, that's going to affect the kids. So it, we have to take care of ourselves. And, and you know what? If you're a teacher and you shame teachers for leaving at the end of their contract hour, you need to stop. I'm just going to say yes. it. I'm going to scream it from the rooftop. Stop shaming other teachers for trying and to take know, care of their family and trying to take care of themselves. Stop it. And I saw this post a couple of weeks ago. Maybe it's a couple of months ago. I can't remember. But it really stuck with me. And it was from Lipstick Littles. Uh-huh. And she had she was saying how she was like really not wanting to go back. I think they were going back face to face or something uh-huh. like that. So she was kind of like re- not regretting it, but like not looking forward to it. Uh-huh. And somebody somebody bashed her like sent her a message and what she said was that it's not the same the precautions are not the same across the u.s so your situation may not apply to someone else's where things are not being taken seriously and that really stuck with me and i was like that's so true just because your campus your it's all Mm honky-dory it doesn't mean that it's the same at mine exactly and so this year i've been like you know what it's about me I'm coming, I'm, I'm coming in, I'm doing my job like I'm supposed to, I'm having, I'm loving, I'm loving on my kids like I normally do, except six feet apart, you know, (laughs) except from a distance, distance. (laughs) I love them, you know, I have a really great group this year, they're real mellow, but at the end of the day, I can't be feeling like it's the end of the year and we're just started. Exactly. You're right. You can't be already like, dang, I need I need summer vacation to come every yep. single day or waiting every for the weekend. I hate that. That is one of my pet peeves that sometimes I fall into when I'm having a bad, I don't know, work experience or life experience or whatever. And it's not life experience. It's usually just my work experience. From time to time, I'll go through that. 
to where I'm waiting for the weekend and I'm like, that's not the way to live. You know, we need to find the joy in our every day so that we live for that day and not waiting for a weekend or not waiting for a break or not waiting for the summer. And this year, the way we can do that is to put our health first, our happiness first, get out of there. We're in a pandemic. Like, you know, things are not normal. No, they're not normal. And if your contract hours roll around and you're ready to go, go home, go Mm -hmm. home. And that's one of the biggest things that I just can't stand I'm like, if you are putting in your time when you're there, if you're in your planning period, busting your butt, getting your stuff done and everything, instead of hanging around, chit-chatting and just wasting time, guess what? At the end of the day, you should be more than ready to go home. Bye. Okay. Go take care of you. You have to take care of you because if not, nobody's going to take care of you. The moment you end up in a hospital because of whatever, your health or whatever's going on, or the moment that you leave, that's it. That you're replaced. They'll find somebody else and they won't give a crap how much time you put into that profession. Okay, so when you're there, be present. And then at the end of the day, go take care of you. Exactly. And not only that, but one of the things that I've also just kind of taken on for me is I'm doing, I'm looking at this growing list of things that the district wants us to do. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to give a big shout out to my administration this year. They are really trying to take care of us. They are listening to us. They are really trying to to make sure that we feel okay, safe with everything going on. And they're trying to not put so much stress on us. So when I look at that ever-growing list, I look at it and I'm like, what do I need to do? What is my job? My job is to deliver this curriculum and to do it in a way where these kids, uh, to where they're understanding as much as possible, and that's it. It is not my job to be a counselor, to be a nurse, to be mm-hmm. all of these other things. I do that because it's just in our nature as teachers to yeah. do it. But not this school year. But I can't be putting <laughs> that pressure on myself to go above and beyond and then to go to my house and project my anger my stress all of my uh, everything negative onto my son and my husband because it's not okay no it's not it's not okay and it's it's at the point where we need to learn how to balance our that nurturing side of us to where we want to take care Mm -hmm. of our students and we want to take care and we have to take care of our families and ourselves and it's at that point where we need to be able to balance and say no i am not doing that because I have enough. I don't physically have the time to cram one more thing in. It has to be yep. made okay. It I'm does. not going like to take it home. And I'm not going to keep working on it into the uh, into the evening. And I'm not going to work on it um, on the weekend. No, I'm going to work on it when I'm here. And at the end of the mm-hmm. day when I'm done, I am done. And it's not okay to keep spreading that negative culture of, a teacher's just going to do it because they can. They adapt. It's fine. No. no, it's not okay. And it's not fine. And I'm putting my foot down. You know? And if I'm delivering what I have to deliver, then I should be A-okay with what I'm doing. Okay. And I'm the same way. This year, it's a year of no. Yep. And everybody has different size plates. And maybe your mm-hmm. plate can handle more things. But right now, I joke around at work and I tell my coworkers, I say, right now, my plate is the size of a thimble. 
Mm-hmm. And there's only so much that I can carry this school year. I said, there's so much other things going on that it's a, it's a no for me. Yeah. Do I want to sponsor a club? No, not this year. Sorry. Do I want to <laughs> do this? No, not this year. I'm sorry. Yeah. Because this is not the time. Yeah. You're right. We have a job to keep these kids educated and we're there for them and we do our best when they're with us and when they go home, it's time for us to go home. Yep. So. And you know what? One of the other things that I've done also is if I have to work from home, I put a timer on my phone. Yeah. And I give myself 30 to 45 point. minutes. And if it's not done in that time, it's not done in that time. Yeah. And it's okay. Yeah. And you're not going to carry that with you. You're not going to no. say, okay, no, because you know what, Lily, it's going to be there tomorrow. Yeah. And all those deadlines, they're going to be there tomorrow. And you know what exactly. usually happens when you don't meet a deadline? They usually send you an email and say, hey, can you get this done? And you're like, oh, yeah, I'll get it done. Oh, yeah, I forgot. It happens. Mm-hmm. We are human. And it's just, it's sad that there are higher ups that think that you can handle and will handle and you must handle everything thrown at you. It's just ridiculous. It's just, but it's a culture that we've created ourselves also because mm-hmm. we as teachers judge each other for leaving at our contract hours. Yes. We as teachers judge each other for not staying until eight, nine o'clock at night and being the last one in the parking lot. And it's just, I, you know what? When I had my son, I was like, mm, that's not for me. I'm sorry. Come at me. What are you going to do? Well, your priorities change. Exactly. And I think, but this not only year, that, even if you don't have listen. kids, you have that yeah. right to go home and get your rest and to be okay. with your family or to just be with your Netflix, man. If you want to okay. go home and be with your Netflix and you want to get a freaking big old glass of hot cocoa and kick it on the couch, that is your right. It is yes. your self care. It is your mental health. It is you releasing that stress and. I encourage teachers to go out there and take care of themselves and stop shaming each other. It's like when moms shame other moms. I can't stand Mm -hmm. it. It needs to stop. When women are always competing with women, stop. Teachers quit shaming teachers. It's not okay. okay. It's not okay. We're the ones that are building all this type of culture. Like, let it go. Sorry. And it's okay to say no. (laughs) It's okay to say no. Exactly. Ain't nothing going to happen to you for saying no. It's okay to say no. No. Okay, you had mentioned something to me earlier, and I kind of wanted just to dive into that a little bit before we share our cositas we're loving. But you had mentioned seeing teachers that are pretending like everything's great as I I sip my tea. (laughs) Okay. I'm not bashing them. I'm not... I mean, like, I don't know what the cases are in their county, in their area, but... Can we please stop acting like this is a normal school year? For real. Because it's not a normal school year. Our kids are going through so much. Our kids have parents that have lost their jobs. Mm -hmm. Or they had family members die of COVID. Mm -hmm. Or they currently have family members that have COVID. Yep. And we can't act. Or they're at home in an abusive relationship with their parents abusing them or whatever the case may be. And we can't act like this is a normal school year when it's not. Exactly. We we can't. The, I know I see all these teachers and I just keep thinking, how? How? How are you doing this? How are you not socially distancing in your classroom? How can we not enforce to wear your mask properly in our classrooms? And I'm not trying to be mean. I'm not trying to be 
this hater. I, like I said, I love my job, mm-hmm. but don't act like everything's honky dory because it's not. You're right. It's not. It's not. Exactly. And you know what I will say to those, because I'm huge. And you know what? I've kind of become a part of it. it. I'm nowhere near on the level of the platform as some of my friends that are teachers who are Instagram teachers and stuff. But um, I just want to applaud those teachers who have been extremely real, who tried, yes. who tried to make it not not trying to be fake or anything like that. Not at all but who tried to make it a normal school year and do those things. And they've come forward and said, I'm burned out. I can't, I can't keep up. I'm not going to post for like two or three weeks because I need a break from everything. I'm barely surviving with online school, with face-to-face school, with all the stuff that keeps being added to our plate. Like I can't do this. Like this is breaking me. And I am just so appreciative to those teachers who are being very honest and real. And it's not negativity. They're not spreading negativity. No. They're just being honest because this job right now is it's weighing us down. Our job was already hard enough to begin with. Girl. But this, the pandemic has made it even more hard. Don't you feel like you're doing 10 jobs? I feel like yes. I'm doing 10 jobs and, every day. And I feel like I'm drowning. Yes. I don't know about everybody, else, but I feel like I'm drowning. I feel like I'm fighting this current mm-hmm. and... I just, I just can't. And so I got into, there was a moment during this school year where I was seeing all these teachers and I was like, how are they doing it? Mm -hmm. And I was feeling so inadequate. I I was starting to feel like, man, I suck this year and this, and then I had to stop and had to reflect and be like, no, it's not a normal school year. Exactly. I can't do what I used to do. I have to adapt and change to what my situation is right now. And right now, my situation is survival mode. Exactly. And that's and okay. That's, there is and nothing it's okay. wrong with it. And it's okay. And if you're feeling like that, especially I can't imagine being a first year teacher oh, and trying to and trying to get through teaching and trying to figure out who they are as teachers during mm-hmm. this pandemic. But it's okay to say no. It's okay if you're feeling like you're drowning. We all are. And I like what someone posted. I can't remember who who it was, but they said some of us just hide it better than others. And we only post what we want other people to see. Exactly. That's true. Very true. And, you know, it's just it. And again, being that culture that just is honest and real and can relate to other teachers and just share your experiences and just be open and and just be feel that you're not going to be judged and feel that you're not going to be ridiculed because you are hanging on by a thread because I guarantee you the majority of us are. Yes, even veterans, even veteran exactly. teachers that have been in the profession for over 20 years are feeling that yeah. way too. Yeah. Trust. It's, it's very very you're you're right. It's very true. It's very real. Um and the list keeps growing, and it's just, man, it's it's a crazy year. It's a it crazy is. year. So if you're feeling like that, you're normal. You're okay. It's okay. You're, you're okay. Doing a, you're doing a kick-ass job. Yes, you are. Just you're showing up showing every day. Up. Exactly. Keep showing up. Keep showing those kids you care. And then, you know what? When your day's done, go home. Go home. Ain't and nobody trying to kick it, it in the parking lot. Come on now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
<laughs> Let me tell you something. I'm going to say something, and I know this is going to offend some people, and I, you know, I'm sorry, but it is what it is. You can sit there all night till 9 o'clock at night creating the most incredible lesson, the most colorful mm-hmm. lesson, the most beautiful lesson, and you're pouring your heart and your soul into this lesson. But at the end of the day, if you do not have the rest, if you do not have the mental focus, and if your kids just aren't feeling it, that lesson isn't worth toilet paper. Actually, toilet paper is worth gold during this pandemic, apparently. (laughs) So I'm just letting you know, deliver what you have to deliver. Do what what you can do. And then take care of yourself. It's just... You, it just it's a must this year this year is just yes. too crazy it's too crazy oh my gosh we were like on a soapbox girl yeah, we had a lot to say <laughs> si no nos pijamos, we keep on chatting we're still on our chat <laughs> <laughs> all right lily are you gonna share anything that you're loving right now any cositas yes okay Number one thing, well, there's more than number one, number one. Why am I lying? <laughs> All right. So one of the things that I'm loving, okay, guys, because it is Senora life. <laughs> I am, I am loving these couches that we chose for our home. I want to see okay. them. You're going to have to show we me. Got, we got them at Nebraska Furniture Mart. Fancy. Yes. Okay. It's called the Mammoth Couch. The sucker is huge. Like literally, Ulysses can lay on one side of the couch. I can lay on the other, and there's like still room for like two other people maybe to lay down. <laughs> and it is this. It's like you're like laying on a like a soft teddy bear type oh, of material. Nice. So it's so comfy, girl. Diego, después of teaching, I drink something. I lay on the couch, take off my shoes, I cover myself with a blanket, and your girl is napping on her couch. I love that. So that is like one of the things that I am loving. So if you're looking, go to Nebraska, check out the Mammoth Couch. Look at me, sponsor me, Mammoth Couch. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to insert a little, um, uh, what do you call it? Like just a little side note to that. When you were picking out furniture, and I I learned this in my 20s when I first started like, look, well, in the very beginning, girl, when I was 18 and moved out, I bought what I could afford. And it was like rough uh-huh. sheets, uh, a hand-me-down bed, like everything was just like n- not the best. But as uh-huh. I started working and getting older and like around when I was about 21, I remember my uh, dad telling me, he's like, you need to have good sheets and a good bed. You spend at yeah. least eight hours of your life in, in it, and you need to have that luxurious comfort. Don't be cheap with that. And I carry that for the rest, like, up until now. I'm, all, I'm 41 years old. Did I say that? Yeah. I'm 41 years old, and I am I'm still a strong believer in you have to have a great bed and great sheets and a great couch. Like, those yep. things. Girl, that's self-care right there. Okay. So, if you're in the ca- ca- looking for a couch... Get the mammoth couch. That, that sucker cool. will like, you will love it. Get all the extra stuff. Get the lo limpian, te lo cuidan, si se quebra. Get the scotch all card, todo. It, all of that. It is a bomb.com couch. Like, I love it. All right. <laughs> the other thing that, I, well, I have several on my list. So the oh other thing God. that I'm liking, so like I said, you know, my anxiety, especially after returning back to work face-to-face with my kiddos, my anxiety has gone up a little bit more. 
Mm-hmm. So one of the things that's been helping me sleep a lot better is a weighted blanket. Oh, you know what? I want one. I, I got to hear this because okay. I want one. And I'll tell you why. But tell me how you, oh my God. And tell me which one you got because I need one like today. Okay. Well, I got mine at Costco. Okay. So. I don't have a Costco card. You tell the dinero me la compras. Okay. So this sucker, it's like just an individual just for you. So I throw it on top of my blanket that I already use. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, it's like, I don't even know how to describe it. I, this is what babies must feel like when they swaddle them. Okay. That's what I, that's what I think in my head because it just like wraps you in a way where it's, since it's heavy, it mine is like 15 pounds or something like that. Mm-hmm. But since it's heavy, you just feel all this weight and it's like, you don't want to move to a point to where you get into like this, like relaxation, like a forced relaxation Okay. that I fall asleep so much faster mm-hmm. and I wake up so like more refreshed than normal and rest. Okay. And rest it. So when I went through the tooth issue, the tooth debacle uh-huh. of 2020, I, on the sheet that they gave me, they said, sleep with stacked pillows, sleep sitting in an upward position for at least a week. So uh-huh. I did, right? And I would like tuck pillows under my armpits on either side. I had the fluffiest pillows, you know, just kind of like curving my back upward to where I was sitting almost fully upright, but not completely. Mm-hmm. And then I would lay uh, one of those um, San Marcos blanket blankets first, and then I would yeah. put another one on top, and I would tuck myself in. And I'm sleeping literally like a momia girl, like seriously, like yes. freaking King Tut all like hugged up and <laughs> face up. I used to always sleep on my stomach and on my side and I would toss and turn all night. Since I've been doing that, I've been hitting REM sleep every single night, like within no, like minutes. So that I told my husband, I said, I need a weighted blanket. I need it. And like, he's like, I'll you kick think it, it off. Works? Uh-huh. No, like I'll kick it off at night, I guess. But overall, that sucker, you're right. You sleep like King Tut <laughs> and wake me up when my alarm goes off. But it's been like a lifesaver it's, for me. That's why I need to get one. I've got to get it. Because if I'm doing it now like this, I feel like I would even get better sleep if I had a weighted blanket. It's, so it's I'm like, have to try like it. you know how, how sometimes you need like a, like I guess like a comforting hug type of uh-huh, thing. Uh-huh. It's kind of like that. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like this is what babies feel like when they get swaddled and then they well, just like zonk out. I've seen a whole bunch of like different um, ads for anxiety, people who have anxiety to use a weighted blanket at night. Like I've seen mm-hmm. that a lot. And I saw this one that's cooling and warming like in the winter and in the summer. It uh-huh. has like we have pillows like that to where in the summer they cool and in the winter they're warm. It's weird. It's just they're oh. expensive and kind of bougie, but whatever. Um and I heard that there was, or I saw an ad of a weighted blanket like that. And I was like, man, maybe I need to buy one of those. But I'm totally going to look into this. Like, I love it. And my co-teacher was the one that recommended one because she's like, I've been sleeping with a weighted blanket. I sleep so much better. And she also has anxiety. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to buy myself a weighted blanket. And it has been one of the best investments ever. Like, honestly, I sleep with it every day. Yay. Okay. I'm, I'm sold. So I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, next thing, because, you know, I always have to have food. <laughs> Who would you be okay. if you didn't have food? All right, so I don't know about y'all, but one of the things that I miss from not being able to go out because of COVID was, like, you know when you go to AMC and 
you get that pickle from there and their pickles never taste the same like when you buy a pickle out on the street or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I read, I don't know, donde they spilled the secret, they spilled the beans, and they said, like, what kind of pickles that they had at their movie theaters. What's the best made pickles? Mm, so it's the dill pickle. So, so I have been on a pickle kick ever <laughs> since then. And I kid y'all not, guys, I eat a pickle almost every day. So I'm probably, like, 90% brine here. <laughs> pickle brine. <laughs> Ooh, you should pickle a turkey. For Thanksgiving, a little baby oh, one. I don't know how that would be. Either. <laughs> you could make like, pickle turkey sound. Okay, whatever. I'm just thinking outside the box. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. I'm thinking outside the jar, Lily. Get get with the program. <laughs> so best made pickles. I just we just got a tub of the sour pickles. Mm-hmm. And real quick, have you tried the best made dillies? No. Okay, I found them. I want to say Target. Okay. I think Target. Okay. I'm like it's, writing it down. It's the big jar, the massive, you know, the jar that takes up half your fridge. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And it's the sour pickle that they have, but it's chopped up into chunks. So it's like, they're like this big. What? So Why is chopped. my mouth watering as we're Girl, talking about that? I, I think I have like three left because we bought a big jar like in, I don't know, probably September or August. And the kids, when they come over, they're just like an Eric and everybody. But they're like in the big chunks, like that good chunk to where you don't have to take the whole pickle out. But it's not a half, but it's not a little chunk. It's like a perfect size chunk. Girl, look into it. They're called the Dillies. They're so sour and they're so good. Man, I'm going to have to go look for them now. But they are best made. Target run. Uh, Fort okay. Fort Worth just opened up that best made. Uh, what is it like? A pickle store, or like something. a pickle museum or something. I'm yes. so I'm dying to go. <laughs> like I'm waiting for COVID to get done so for that real, I can there's go so much visit we have this. to do. Especially since they said that they have pickle products that they have never released in stores. Oh so I'm gosh. like, what do y'all have? Like, do y'all have cotton candy flavored pickles? Or do you have like flaming hot pickles or what's going on that you are not selling at stores, but you're willing to sell it at your museum? <laughs> so, guys, my mouth is literally watering. You're like, I'm going to have a pickle this. when I get off of this podcast. Okay. <laughs> I have. Okay. The next thing that I yeah. have. Okay. That I've been on a kick is grapes with lime and tahine. Oh, I've never had that. You've never had it? Not with the lime. Just with tahine, I've had a, a grape with tahine, but not with lime and tahine. Yeah, it's like when you get all the mix of the frutas. But I, for some reason, I just want grapes. Ugh. I have one sitting here, guys, and I'm waiting for us to finish this podcast so that I can You're eat You're about it. to eat it. You're all going to be all loud, all ASMR. Cada, cada ratito, I like squeeze a little bit of lemon, put a little bit of tahine. <laughs> You're like, I'm, like, basting I'm going to get it. you as soon as we're done with this podcast. I'm literally like basting it as we're talking. But those have been like some of the things that I have been loving during this time. And my last thing that I have, so uh-huh. this is a person that I've been loving. I love to watch their content on Instagram. Okay. And I don't know if you follow her, but she's a teacher from Houston. And uh, it's called Ordinary to Extraordinary Class. Extraordinary Class. Um, I don't know. If I've seen her on my feed, I, I follow. My teacher page is filled with like thousands of people that I follow. So I don't know. But I will look into okay. it. I have my favorites that pop up on my feed. But ordinary to extraordinary, you said? Ordinary to extraordinary class. Okay. I'm gonna have to okay. This woman, 
She spits out like everything that you think in your head. Really? Oh, it's that's cool. Like, like como si, like she's reading your mind. Like I know if we were to meet in person, I know that we would be like great friends. <laughs> she's Because, your BFF, pero no sabe. Pero she's no your, sabe. She's your BFF after me, pero no sabe. <laughs> pero no sabe todavía. But this woman, she's very, very honest about how she's feeling, how things are going. And, mm -hmm. you know, Houston is Houston is a hot zone right now also yeah. for COVID. And she she's one of those that's very ad, a very big advocate on your self-care and realizing that your job is not everything. Yeah. Like, it's just what it is, your job. Exactly. And so I love, I love seeing all her content. And I'm like gonna have I to said, check her out. You're going to have to because... Trina, she knows where it's at. <laughs> you're on a first name basis? She don't know that, but we are. I'm very bad at calling my teacher friends by their Instagram handle. Oh, I okay. know their damn first name. Why am I calling them their handle? It's so weird. And it's funny because they do the same to me. They call me <laughs> Maestra Life, and I'm like, okay. But ordinary to extraordinary class. And, you know, she's a stroke survivor. She's, wow. to me, she's young because she's in my age bracket, our uh -huh. age bracket. And uh, she she's a stroke survivor. And she's like, that's when she realized, you know, that. that Pump the brakes. Yeah, that she was replaceable at work. Mm -hmm. And so that, to me, like, I love seeing her content. And she's very honest about what she says. And so I was like. I like her. We can be friends. I like that. That's the thing that I feel like we do need in the teacher community is we need to be able to be honest and open. And you're right. It is a job. And yes, we do go above and beyond for the kids because that's just in our nature to do that. But at the same time, it's our job. You know, it's just, it's, it's our, it gives us our money to pay bills. Yep. And we have to be able to just be honest with each other and open and not feel like we're being judged or judge others. And I love her post. She's very honest. She's funny. It's like she posts all these funny memes, mm -hmm. and she and she just tells it how it is. Like one of them, she says, "I don't know who needs to hear this, but you're not the only one who doesn't have it figured out. We're all watching this dumpster fire burn together." There you go. Preach, girl. But, preach. Okay. <laughs> so if you don't follow her, you need to follow you her. Need some, you need some real talk teacher inspo. Go follow her. Yes. That's awesome. And it's, she doesn't hide it. She doesn't hide the, the realness of it. Like a lot of teachers that I've seen. Do. I love that. Yeah. Like put on a so, show. Yeah. So th those are the things that I am loving. Oy, What about you? Girl. Girl. Um, I would probably piggyback off of the um, teachers that I'm following just because I feel like I'm just kind of really dug my heels into the IG teacher community and I'm trying to make a name for myself and trying to just connect with other teachers across across the globe not just in our you know in our local community but across the US and um, there's this one teacher that I love to talk to she's from Australia and I just love watching how they do things and how everything is so flipped completely around from the way we do things and when they go to school and when we don't and all that and it's just it's just fun and I just am obsessed with looking at 
accounts of really fun ideas and right well before COVID all of the ideas but now like all the self-care and everybody just connecting and leaning on each other because mm-hmm. you know we're all going through it together so yeah I any IG teacher account I usually am down I sometimes I could spend so much time just kind of scrolling through tons of stuff and you know what I love watching Instagram teachers make t- funny TikTok videos that mm-hmm. is like the best so <laughs> yeah um so uh going along with like social media and stuff there are two people that i'm obsessed with watching right now on youtube um i know that bailey sarian has been like the craze right now all over the internet if anybody wanted to create new content never done before and been the pioneer for doing makeup and true crime stories at the same time this girl did it it's insane. And she started a whole new wave of a new way to do makeup. Because, of course, I mean, honestly, the makeup community was getting kind of boring. It was the same thing over and over. Like, there's only so many makeup looks you can do with so many palettes, you know? And this girl brought something completely different to the table. And she's just putting on her makeup. She's so beautiful, first of all. Yes, she is. And she tells these true crime stories that, I mean, it's just like, if you like true crime and watching documentaries and all that stuff, this is a way to go. I love watching her videos because you're just kind of in a trance. You're just, before you know it, you're like staring at her the whole time, applying her makeup so perfectly, and you're listening to this like blood curdling story that you're like, this is amazing. <laughs> you're like, this is a really great mixture of, you know, content here. So, anyway, she pioneered that, and I just think it's super cool. So, to add to that, I watched this other one, and I mean, I don't know if it's okay to say that it's kind of just like mindless, sit back and relax and just enjoy mindless TV, quote unquote, because it's YouTube, mm-hmm. but I also love to watch Stephanie, Is I don't know if it's So or Sue, I don't know, her last name is like S-O-O, mm-hmm. um, she's Korean. And she has a podcast. She has a podcast of, like, paranormal and, like, true crime and all this stuff. It's called, uh, I think it's called, like, Rotten Mango or something like that. But what I like to watch on YouTube, I don't even listen to the podcast. It's the YouTube channel that I love to watch. Her and her, I don't know if it's her fiancé or boyfriend or whatever, they do mukbangs while telling true crime. But these mukbangs are massive mukbangs, and she is so tiny. And it's crazy because she, of course, sits in front of the camera like the mukbangers do with this huge mountain of food in front of her. And her husband or boyfriend is behind the camera. So you can't see him. You just see his little chopsticks kind of dig in real quick to get a piece of fried (laughs) chicken or like to get whatever it is that they're eating. And she tells these true crime stories. But I am not going to lie to you. My favorite part is her intro because her intro is like 10 minutes of them just eating. And I don't know why... I am so in a trance watching this, and I'm like, this is mindless TV at its best. Just then watch she someone gets, eat. And she's just eating, and I'm like, how is she so small? The whole time, I'm like, you upload these crazy, insane videos of you eating this enormous amount of food, and yet you're smaller than my pinky, and you do this every day. I swear, I open up YouTube every day, and there's a posted three hours ago, posted two hours ago, and it's every day, girl. Wow. It's like a mount. She goes to in and out with her boyfriend, and they get like four double doubles, five animal fries. They done stopped off somewhere and got some matzo sticks, and they go in. 
It's not like, ay, una mordidita que ella. No, girl. They go in. And that's what I love about it. I'm just sitting there watching it the whole time. Like, this is amazing. Like, how? You've got to watch her. It's Stephanie So, S O O. Her mukbang videos on YouTube. Mindless, amazing TV. Just do it. You, everything you watch on TV doesn't have to have, you know, some sort of educational value or anything like that. Just watch it. Enjoy it. And don't be ashamed to share that you love watching it, too. <laughs> um, I would say the last thing that I'm enjoying is a food item. And I was introduced to this item last week. I'd heard about it. It was kind of like the chupacabra. I didn't know if it existed or not. I just kind of heard about it. I was like, is this like an urban legend? What's going on? And then finally, um, my niece and nephew, when we went to um, Walmart, they were like, oh, there it is. I We're at Walmart. And... My niece and nephew were like, oh, there it is. Girl, you know what it is? Hot Cheeto yes. mac and cheese, girl. Oh, my God. What? The hot Cheeto mac and cheese. And I, I told you, I thought it was like an urban legend. Like, you know, it was a myth. I'm like, this ain't real. This I'm going to put this in the category with like, like Wendy hadn't eaten it? I don't know. Like, it, I have one box and I'm about to take it to her at work and just drop it on her desk and be like, there. <laughs> You're welcome. No, Merry Christmas. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to tell y'all how to make it. First of all, you're going to make it like some basic macaroni and cheese. But the power and the flavor of what ensues in this delicious little bowl of gooeyness is the fact that you have to get some really good shredded cheddar and like uh -huh. put it in there and mix it really well. Because if you eat just the noodles with... Only the chile powder, it, it just tastes like pasta with crushed up hot Cheetos on it. Like, there's nothing, okay. there's no win. Once you start putting the, like, shredded cheddar and let it really melt in there like a sauce almost, girl, uh -huh. girl, and I'm going to tell you right now, it is spicy. It is spicier than the hot Cheetos. What? They have other flavors. They have, like, the jalapeno one and all that, but no, just, I just got the flaming hot Cheeto flavor. It's so good. It took me a while to get through the bowl because my mouth hurt. <gasps> but it was good. Wow. I need to ask Jackie good. if she's had these. Yeah, get the shredded cheese. And then the last thing, it's a food item. So my niece and nephew come over and they want to do some sort of TikTok video, like recreation of a food. I'm, I'm, I'm there for it. I'm here all day. Let's do it. Mm -hmm. So we did the jalapeno uh, stuffed with cream cheese and takis. <laughs> I don't know if y'all have heard of this. My students have heard of it, and they're like, we want to try it. Every time I tell them, you take those gigantic fresh jalapenos that you see in the produce section, the fresh ones, okay, the serrano uh -huh. ones that are big. My advice is if you really want something spicy, get the pointy ones. If you don't get the more fat round ones, mm -hmm. you hollow them out, take everything out of them, but you leave that, you cut the top off where the stem is, and you hollow it out so that it's kind of like a little well, you know? You yeah. stuff it with cream cheese, and then you stick about three takis in there, and you eat it. Okay, it's so good. It's so good, but I did make the mistake of getting a pointy one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let me just tell you that the heat in this jalapeno made my ears hurt like I had an earache. <gasps> That's how much, the, how much heat was in this jalapeno taki creation. What's cool is that you have the cream cheese that kind of like tones it down just a little yeah. bit, but not enough, girl. You're still in pain. Like you're going to be in pain if you try it, but it's good. Oh 
I'm not and a it's fun. fan, but I wonder if how it would be with hot Cheetos. Oh, it, it'll be good. Trust. Just do it. It's that cream cheese, girl. If you like cream cheese and jalapenos, just put it all together. Throw it down. It's so good. Aquí yo pensando you're going to say jalapeno poppers or something. No, hombre. No. no, no. This is like, I'm telling you, when my niece and nephew come around, I'm like, okay, what are we going to do now? What are we going to make now? I'm down. <laughs> Let's go. Let's do it. So, um, anyway, yeah, that's everything I've been loving. And that's it. Girl, we're almost hitting two hours. How crazy. Okay, here we are thinking it's going to be small, God. like real short. But uh, no, I like catching up. This is this is fun. So hopefully we'll be able to bring you guys another episode soon. And we hope that you take care of yourselves, take care of each other. If you're a teacher, you already heard us. Ya te regañamos. Te vamos. We're going to come yep. for you. And we're going to keep telling you that you need to take care of yourself, take care of your mental and physical health. Keep doing what you're doing. You're doing a great job. And yes. we're going to make it through someday. Someday. I can't tell you someday. when, but someday. And There's a light at the end of the tunnel. We just can't see it yet. That's right. But it's coming. I promise. Um, What else? Oh, Lily, what is our Instagram page? Ya se me olvidó. La Charla Ooh, PC. La Charla PC. You can find us at Instagram at La Charla PC La Charla and PC. on Facebook. Facebook. You can also find my little shop page if you want to go shop for some cute accessories at Casa Confetti Co. And you can also, if you're a teacher and you want to follow me, you can follow me at Maestra Life on Instagram. I don't have all of that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, until next time, we'll see you later. Y que viva la charla. Que viva la charla. Woo-hoo.